Hey, hey, everybody. This is Chris Morgan, and this is uh, Halloween Unleashed. Uh, this episode is the Lineage Chart Part 1. I know we have a ton of subscribers on this channel. Uh, we've made an audio version for this channel specifically, um, but Brandon Zachman and myself also uh, did a screen share, so there's a video version of this podcast. So if you would like to watch and follow along, the link is in the description below. So make sure that you check that out. And we uh, really appreciate each and every one of you being patient and really appreciate each and every single one of you tuning in each and every single time we put out new content. It really strives us to be better and keep coming up with new content for you, the listeners. I uh, also want to say that uh, this episode, um, I really try my hardest to put my personal feelings aside for some of these people that have, just in this chart alone, have uh, completely lied and made up shit that isn't true. And uh, I really try to do my best just to be straight down the middle and honest and straightforward and put my personal feelings aside and just make sure that this is just an informative episode, not geared to slander or trash anyone because I can back up everything that I say, which I'm always extremely careful of, of that because, you know, you never want to say anything that is going to get people talking and saying that's not true and you don't have any proof. Everything that I say is 100% factual, tr true, and I can back up with uh, screenshots. So um, I hope you enjoy part one of three of the lineage chart here on Halloween Unleashed. We'll uh, see you next time. Thanks. You're listening to Halloween Unleashed. Welcome back to Halloween Unleashed. I'm Brandon Zachman. Uh, welcoming back Chris Morgan. So, Chris, how you been? Been doing okay, man. Uh, it's been it's been a while. Yeah, man. It's been it's been too long. Uh, what have you been up to? Well, um, you know, just trying to figure out what life is like. Uh, you know, you and I talked quite a bit about it. It's no secret. Um, just losing my, my little Yorkshire Terrier, 14 and a half years. It was, it was, it was literally, uh, some of the deepest emotional pain I've ever felt in my life. And I've, and I've lost, uh, grandparents who've raised me. I've lost aunts. I've lost best friends, you know, uh, due to death and nothing like that has ever rocked me like that ever, um, to the point where I was sobbing uncontrollably and crippled with emotional pain. I have never felt that much hurt in my entire life. There's still days where I still uh, break down um, for no reason. But, uh, you know, over the last couple weeks, things have started to kind of take shape on what life's going to be like without her. But I will say this, and I just want to, and I'm not going to name names just because I may forget somebody that was very important, but I can't 
name so many people that uh, messaged me privately, called me, said I'm here for you, I've been through the same thing, shared some of their stories with me, shared their private photos and their private emotional pain that they've had to go through in the past. And it was some of the, the coolest thing. Like I know you and I have spent time talking about how this hobby can be, but there's times where the real human side of it does show through. And I got to see that first and foremost. And I want to thank all of those out there that took the time to uh, just include their stories and just check up on me once in a while. Um, and there's still people to this day still reaches out to me asking me if, how everything's going and I, I greatly appreciate that yeah, I mean it's, it really shows the you know the right side of the hobby as far as the camaraderie and stuff that you build with uh, some of these other collectors and stuff you really become friends and, uh, I, it was great to see the outpouring of, uh, of love for you uh, in, your, in your tough time it was it was hard man and uh, you and I, I know you couldn't get linked up with Dylan but uh, you know the, the fact that you guys were willing to jump in in my absence to do a couple things uh, which I'll cover that in just a minute but Dylan going out on a limb you know he tried linking up with you then he tried linking up with uh, Brandon Duran um, this is Brandon Duran's busy season where he's traveling a lot and just couldn't link up and then Dylan's like well screw it I'm just going to do one on my own uh, but you know when when you got people that that step up and do stuff like that I mean it's it's greatly greatly appreciated the last thing I wanted to do was talk masks or this the subject that we're going to cover today when I'm already in a pretty bad place and I wanted to be able to do this episode with a clear mind and a clear conscience and uh, do it some service because it seems like there's a lot of people very interested in the subject we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the probably one of the bigger topics we've covered on the podcast, um, but I'm glad it's great to have you back. You know, I'm sure I know I've talked to a bunch of people who, you know, were clamoring to get the podcast uh, back up and running. It was unfortunate me and Dylan, you know, he he was always there, but I had some stuff going on and I wasn't able to link up with him. But, you know, Dylan, Dylan's definitely a top notch guy. Yeah, definitely, definitely great guy. And um, he's he's definitely become um, a really good friend. And it's somebody like yourself that I am proud to know in this hobby and to say that you know i i share a lot of things with you guys because you can just tell that you're just genuine people and uh that's all i ever wanted from this hobby way 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 back in the day is just to find a common bond and a common love with other people that you become friends with get to know and uh you're bonded through a franchise or a or sports team, whatever it is. In our case, it's a horror franchise and, and mass collecting. But at the same time, that's all I've ever wanted was just a bunch of people to to kind of do life with and be able to share uh, my passions in this particular area of my life with a bunch of like-minded people. And, uh, you know, you hope and you pray for that, but at the same time, you don't know what other people's intentions are. And I can honestly say... Um, you and Dylan have been, and there's countless others. So if you're, so those are listening to this, not being able to pick up that I'm talking about a lot of people that I'm not naming names, but we're talking about you two in particular in this instance. But 
you guys are definitely at the top of a list of um, several people that I consider really genuine, genuine human beings. Uh, I really appreciate that. I mean, I got drawn to this hobby because of the masks, but I think what has kept me from getting bored of it or the kept its longevity with this hobby is the camaraderie and the friendships that I've built. And, uh, you know, you can put a price on masks, but you really can't put a price on that. Exactly. And that's why, you know, and again, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but if somebody says, well, all Chris cares about is money, um, that offends me because I think I have gone out of my way. You know, you were, you were, uh, a recipient of that, that just this week where, you know, a lot of people would say, yeah, you know, buy it and you can test it out. But, you know, I sent you a mask to try on because it made no sense for you to buy something that wouldn't fit you or you didn't like or whatever the case may be. And, uh, you know, I do stuff like that consistently for a lot of different people um, where I just, you know, I generally just care and I just want to help out. And, uh, you know, I figure a lot of times, you know, you you can kind of answer a lot of questions that you don't really know how to answer if you just go about it a different way. And that's kind of what I was wanting to do with you is here, just go try it on. Tell, tell me if you even like it, you know, so. Okay, good. So let's move on. What, what are we here to talk about? We're here to talk about the lineage chart. Well, now the lineage charts, because there has been an update as of this year. Okay. So we're going to start from where, and um, by the way, we're doing this podcast a little differently, correct? Yep. So we're doing video and audio on this. Uh, Brandon and I right now are in a webinar chat that I have through my company that I do online uh, meetings with, with my clients, where I've got the lineage chart pulled up so that we can be looking at the same thing and talking about the same thing. And we're going to release a video version of this podcast and an audio version. So anyway, sorry, continue. All right. So we're going to start with... um... The original lineage chart, which was made by Kaizu, which shows the supposed lineage of the Billy Kirkus 75 Kirk. Okay. Uh, So uh, it's definitely very, um, it's very pro Night Owl. Um, No surprise. I mean, it it starts off with, uh, you know, Mabry's Nightmare Mold. are you looking at this right now? Yes, I'm looking at it. It looks like it starts off with the Haunt Pro releases October 78 using the Billy Kirk as 75. Okay, so then it starts with the Haunt Pro. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes in so many different directions, so I just don't know where it like. It All right, so let's, Billy let's, let's start with the top row. We'll go left to right so that we don't confuse anyone. All right, so the October 78 using the Billy Kirk 75, I've not seen that mask before. Um, I did. And I, I, to me looking at, I mean, I guess with enough retooling, um, you can get anything to look like anything, but first, first and foremost, um, until this lineage chart came out, this mask was never talked about. So I'm not going to call bullshit on it, but I'm just saying it's how convenient that this 
is something that is now coming to light when it wasn't ever really talked about because the story always went that Billy had a, a 75 Kirk that had the eyes cut out, was converted, and he sent it, uh, Justin convinced him to send it to him so that he could recast it. Okay, that that was always the story. So when this lineage chart came out here, I'm like, well, they're trying to rewrite their own history. If by chance this does come from the Billy Kirk is 75 Kirk, I'm looking at just the first attempt by Mabry nightmare mold, the Billy Kirk is 75 and the Haunt Pro. I'm looking at them side by side. They look absolutely nothing alike. Yeah. That's what stands out to me. Like the, look at the forehead, especially. Yes. I mean, could you have completely resculpted that? Sure. But look at the nose. The nose looks nothing of the same. So I'm not going to call bullshit on that. I just don't know enough about that to comment on it. But as we go forward, I'll have plenty to say. (laughs) So then it goes to the nightmare mold. Then the, the choice of words that MMP steals the mold releases the nightmare. So now did MMP break into Mabry's house and take the, the mold or what are they getting at with that? Yes. That was the narrative that MMNet painted for fucking years. First of first and foremost, I'm no MMP apologist. They, they have done their fair deal of shady shit. Um, some of it warranted most of it, not um, I'll cover it in more detail in an MMP episode, but what I will say that I know first and foremost is that this whole MMP stealing the mold is very is a very convenient way to continue piling on a company or an individual that A, they know is not going to come out and defend himself, and B, has a tarnished reputation that they wanted kicked the fuck out. And it sounds all too familiar with, with, with other people that they don't like. They do the same things to. Um, so going, going to what I know, I've talked about this before in the past, but I'm going to say it again. That was the fucking narrative for years that MMP stole that from Justin. Poor Justin had his mask stolen. First of all, Don Post had his mask stolen by Justin Mabry. So I'm not going to have too much, uh, too many tears for poor Justin on having his recast stolen. Uh, That's number one. Number two, I asked Justin when he was trying to play martyr victim, which by the way, he talked a lot of shit um, pronouns, pal. Justin talked a lot of shit um, in the two, three years before tots became a thing. Talked a lot of shit about me s- producing a mask that was stolen from him. Keep in mind at the same time, which we'll cover, NAG was also selling a nightmare mold. And Going off of that, he's not giving Nick any grief at all, but he's piling on me. Why? 
probably because I was selling them hand over fist. That's why. Now, were they good at that time? No. I'll be the first to admit my work on them back then sucked. But I was still, I still, that's how my line got to be as long as it did and allowed me to do it full time for as long as I did was that mask. Mm -hmm. But I bought the mold directly from MMP. So I'm kind of circling the wagons here and kind of going different directions. So let me get back on this A, A to Z straight line. I, when Justin and I spent six hours on the phone trying to make some sort of piece, which by the way, I offered him two grand that supposedly MMP never paid for. I was like, look, man, I'll pay you two grand or I'll pay you a percentage off of every mask I stole. I don't want you to look at me and look at me as like, I'm stealing something from you because I'm not. I bought a master copy from the original producer of that mask. I didn't buy a knockoff version. I didn't go and buy something behind the scenes. And then it comes out later that that person recasted this, who recasted that, then that person recasted something else. I went to the legit source that sold that mask initially. Nobody can dispute that with me. So, and, and I paid $2,000 for it. I was willing to cough up another two grand to someone for a transaction I was never part of to make things right with him, to make things cool with him so he would quit talking shit. And he's like, well, I just don't want it to be uh, sold, period. He goes, let, let me ask you this. You know, if, if you go out or if I go out and I steal your car and drive it around for six months and then I just say, well, let me just go ahead and bite off of you, how, how are you going to take that? I was like, well, first of all, if you steal something from me, then come back and offer me money for it. I'm going to think that you're a pretty okay guy because you're offering me money. You know, but back on this, I said, I guess I sort of see your point. I said, but Justin, you're acting like you sculpted this from the ground up. And he goes, I did more work on that than, 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 uh, than MMP did. And I said, I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that with you. You went through the process of taking a, a pretty fucked up, you know, 75 and restoring it. Congratulations. But that doesn't make, that doesn't make that, that doesn't make that mask yours. It's still done post property. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but it doesn't take away the fact that he stole that from me. I was like, okay, so let me ask this. If MMP, cause I, and, and I told him, I said, you know, at this point, this was 2012 when tots was white hot. I said for the last nine years since Oh three, when I was just a collector, this has been the narrative that Gary stole this from you. So tell me, Justin, if he stole this from you, did, did, did he break into your shop and steal it from you? Did he dress up like a ninja and track you down and beat you up and then take it from you? I mean, how did he steal this from you? He goes, well, no, I, I shipped it to him. Wait, hold on back up. He stole this from you, but you willingly shipped it to him. He's like, well, yeah, well, there's supposed to be a deal in place like a trade and, and, and then, and then some money. I'm like, so at the time that you shipped this to him, which was 2003, keep in mind, his, his reputation had already been suspect at best. You willingly packaged this thing up and sent it to him and then expected him to not make masks off of it. 
okay, I can understand why you'd be pissed because he didn't hold up his end of the deal. But again, that has nothing to do with me. That's between you two. I wasn't involved in the transaction. I'm not looking at the transaction. I don't know what actually went down in the transaction to prove that you're right and he's wrong. I'm looking at this at face value that you willingly took a master copy that you made, boxed it up, and shipped it to his shop. And you're mad that he made masks off of a master that you willingly boxed up and shipped through the United States Postal Service to him? I'm sorry, he didn't steal that from you. What am I missing here? Because when you see steals, it really, you know, sounds like he did something extremely, like, dishonest or, like, genuinely stole the mold. That's what I was always wondering. I was like, did he recast it? But why did it say steals the mold? So right. So it was genuinely shipped to him. Okay. Yeah, it was, it was shipped to him. And he was like, well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't hold his, his end of the bargain. Okay. Well then why did you ship it to him first? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't steal it from you. Again, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of the actual transaction. Mm. You know, when I, when I talked to, to Gary about it and again, I don't, I don't have any allegiance towards Gary. I don't know. I'm not in his shop. I'm not in his life. I wasn't part of the deal. But when I asked him, um, he says, he goes, yeah, I've heard that shit for years, and I've I've emailed Justin trying to say, look, um, supposedly I wronged you. Here's my number. Call me. And he's like, to this day, he's never called me, so I don't know what his deal is. He goes, but I but I hear this all the time. So, anyway, two thousand dollars in a laptop. Later, I had what Justin sent him initially. I had the, the nightmare master copy. So now we can move forward to the next one. Unless you have any other questions on that, on, on where we're at so far. No, no, that makes sense. Um, but so the next one, it says the master mold was sold to CBK releases the hero. Now is that Justin sold it to CBK or is that MMP? No. Um, you see where this red line is right here? It goes from here to here to here to here to here. And then, yeah. of course, yes, it breaks off on a, on a, on a tangent. But anyway, um, over to here. So it's saying that MMP had sold a master to CBK. Now, they're saying sold the master mold because the whole thing here is that I'm about to paint. The whole narrative that has been painted is that I'm selling a second-generation stolen mold because by God, we can't give Chris any credit whatsoever. I know for a fact, Gary, Gary made four masters of the nightmare mm. because he wanted to enlarge them. He wanted to make them bigger, et cetera, et cetera. You, you know, as well as I, the 75 Kirk was not a big mask. So to get it a, a, a reproduction, to get somebody to be able to wear it, they had to enlarge it. So what Gary sent me was an enlarged version and the original Justin version that is in this picture right here. What Gary sold to them 
was a second because Gary was still producing masks. Okay. He was still selling this thing like crazy on eBay. So when he sold a mold and a master copy to CBK, he actually sold them a secondary master copy that he made off of his already big time moneymaker. It wasn't until he was completely out completely that he decided someone that has never given him shit. He's never given me shit. I've always got my shit from him. He, you know, we've always had great transactions, so I can't say anything bad of my personal dealings with MMP. He's always been good to me. Okay. That does not mean just because I said that, well, that proves that Chris Morgan's a piece of shit because he, because he defends MMP. I'm not defending them. What they did was wrong. I'm saying he was good to me. I can only judge him of how he treated me. So moving forward, I know for a fact that when he was actively producing this mask, there was no way he was going to sell his number one moneymaker to another rival competitor. His master mold copy that he supposedly stole He was not going to send that to anyone else at that time because he was making a hand over fist. And he told me flat out how that went down. He made a secondary master and sold it to them because they blew him up like crazy trying to buy that from him. So he decided to make a copy master and send it to them. And that's what he did. Okay, so this is claiming that that's the actual one that was sent to CBK was the one that Justin sent. Yeah, that's that's the Kaizu version because that's probably what Justin told Kaizu and Kaizu likes to give him rusty trombones. So Kaizu is going to regurgitate like all this shit that you're seeing right here, this entire chart that he made. Everyone says Justin's such a great guy. He doesn't get out and get involved in the drama. No, he's in it. Everything that is pictured on here, he's involved in. He just doesn't get out and make posts about it. Kaizu does all his bidding for him. Mm-hmm. So he's still involved in the drama. So anyway, yes, the CBK hero that is now produced by Sinister Studio is a retool that CBK did um, off, of a, off of an MMP master that he sold to them so that they could retool it into what you see there is the hero. And if you ever have owned a hero, you know that they're tiny as hell. So Gary didn't sell them an original size thing because when I got my smaller copy and my larger copy, my smaller copy was still 20, 23 and three quarter inch. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was the original Justin, which had these little eye marks in there. So, Anyway, moving forward. Um, yeah, so then they, they produced that mask, and then uh, they ended up selling that mold to the next one, which is on our list, which is? The Neg Nightmare. Right. So I'm probably going to get an angry message from, from our friend in Greece for mentioning his name because apparently he doesn't like it when I mention his name on my podcast. But you know what? I'm not talking bad about you. I'm telling stories. There's a lot of confusion out there. I'm just trying to give the audience something that makes sense. 
ends a lot of the confusion. So I'm not talking badly about Nikos. I am telling stories. Mm-hmm. So yes, Nag got the um, the mold from CBK and made his version. Now I've heard. Okay, tell me if you've heard the same story. I've heard many people say, "Well, how come the Nag Nightmare looks so much more detailed than the MMP version?" I I, I would agree with that, but. Give me your opinion. Why do you think that is? Because I, I know the truth, but go ahead. I would think that Nikos uh, retooled it. Slightly. Because uh-huh. how many different ways has he, and again, I'm not trashing the guy. I'm just pointing out how many times and how many different masks has he retooled, not only from that, that recasted 98 proto, how many times has he reca- or, uh, retooled the 75K? And how many times has he retooled the Nightmare? Yeah, I mean, there's a million different versions of each. Yeah, and he's an amazing sculptor. You don't think that he gets a master and takes a look at it and says, I could probably improve it here, improve it there. Um, let me just put it back in clay and fix it. I mean, fuck, I do that. But I, I'm the only one that catches hell for it. <laughs> anyway, did... Uh, did did we want to back up because I see the arrow going down from MMP to, to, to me, WMP down to the Genesis. Do we want to go ahead and just cover that now before we get into the second row? Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So we got MMP. We've, we've, we've covered the top row. Any questions on the Nag Nightmare? On uh, no. I think that was about the only thing, with the, the difference between them. All right. So let's back up. MMP steals the mold, releases the Nightmare and other incarnations, which – all his other incarnations was that always made me laugh. Uh, Gary would make um, different versions of the nightmare and he called it night watcher because by this point nag was selling the nag nightmare and he, and like me, he didn't want to create confusion. So he switched it to night watcher and then he had a mask called the 27 and, and all this other stuff. All it was, was just, a nightmare with a different paint job on it. He never tried to claim that it was a brand new sculptor mask. Mm-hmm. It's just funny that the narrative is in other incarnations. Well, what other incarnations, different conversions. Okay. Who gives a shit? <laughs> okay. So then MMP sells another nightmare mold, not the original master mold, mind you, another nightmare mold to WMP and WMP renames it the night stalker. What can we address there? Well, what's what's the story behind that? Did you do when you got this? Did you just make them, or did you retool it? Did you put it back in clay? No, I I got it. I again, I had two masters from them. Mm-hmm. I had a twenty six point five inch master that was his enlargement off of the original one that he got from Justin. That was still marked inside, by the way original that was written by Justin because Justin has his own handwriting. He's claimed I've never sold a master copy to that. Well, not only do I have one with your signature on it, I also have, um, I've also seen proof that Andrew Donato at Jack in the box, you personalize one to him. So I'm calling bullshit on that. I, and so anyway, when I got it, I didn't need to retool it. I didn't need to do anything. All I had to do is make molds and just go to town. Okay. So 
I didn't touch it. I had the original 23.75 inch master that Gary got directly from Justin. Again, Justin's signature was on the inside and claiming what it was. But keep in mind, he's never, he's never sent anyone a master of that because everything was stolen from him. Um, anyway, I renamed it the Night Stalker. Why? Because when I got it in 2010, which is when I purchased it from Gary, because Gary was completely out by that point, I knew that if I just said the WMP Nightmare, what do you think was going to happen? Oh, was the shitstorm with uh, Nikos. Yeah, and the fact that I already was dealing with MMP, I had I had a target on my back already. Yeah. So I just instead of you know uh, adding to the confusion, you know that after they after they sent it to me, I said I'll just call it I'll just call it the Night Stalker. But what they sent me was not another nightmare mold; it was the nightmare mold. So I'm sorry. I, I'm allowed to ha- have nice shit too and not have to go off this narrative that, oh, well, he's selling a recast of a recast of Justin's mold and Nick has the real one. Bullshit. Hmm. It's actually the other way around. It's actually the other way around. And I'm not – listen – do I think that the nag nightmare looks better than the MMP nightmare by far 100%? Yes. But let's look at it. Okay. And look, I just put the guy over that. I think that his mask is better than mine. I just put the guy over, but all I'm going to say is it's really hard not to have a better mask when you have a, a, a very talented portrait sculptor that gets it in and fixes what needs to be fixed. Right. And believe me, you can look at the nightmare night stalker, whatever you can look at that thing and say, well, it really didn't need much. Why? Cause it came from a 75 Kirk. What else you got? All right. Well, uh, you want to finish off that, that trail that then retooled it into the nightmare 98 chat hybrid known as the Genesis. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Oh. This, I, first of all, they took Kevin King's uh, copy picture, uh, which that copy was a very thin copy. And I'm not saying I didn't put my heart and soul into it. But at the time, I didn't know that Kevin liked kind of medium-thick mass. He likes a thicker pole that stands on its own. And I sent him a really thin <laughs> copy. And when he puts it on his uh, paper towels that he uses as his mask stands, I mean, you can look at the picture. It doesn't look good. The shape looks bad. So I, th- I find it funny. Out of all the great copies that were out there, he picked the one that, in my opinion, from a shape point of view, look the worst to dog me out. That, that's funny. So where the Genesis came from, everybody knows at this point that I bought an original Don Post 98, 99 Shatner, two-piece mold. Mm-hmm. When I was shut down uh, with the Night Stalker from Mabry and, and Tots, 
um, I had the JTK in line and I had the V75 in line. But I was looking at those that they were starting to run out of steam and I needed to come out with something else. At that time, I couldn't come out with just the 9899 because there were still a lot of unknowns on what you could and could not do with it. So I knew that. So what I did was is I poured up um, a master and uh, siliconed it. And you know what? If he ever wanted to come out and actually do the right thing, Jimmy Falco could actually back me on this. Because I sent pictures to Jimmy Falco of me siliconing the 9899. Way back in, what was it? It was right before my son was born. So 2013. When Jimmy and I were pretty good friends at the time. And Jimmy and I were talking a lot about this project. And I initially started to sculpt on it and work on it. And I wasn't liking the direction it was going. Because at that time, I really didn't know a whole lot. I thought that I, at that time, I sculpted the original, or sculpted, I'm sorry, I, let me get my facts straight because there'll be somebody out there that just got his, his ass all bleached over this. Mm-hmm. Um, I only had retooled the nemesis into the original ghost, and that's all I had done as far as sculpting-wise. So me thinking that I could take the 9899 and basically do anything with it, I was, I should have been high, you know, at that point on some really good shit because there's just, there was no way I was not the guy for the job. I had been talking to a guy that was friends with the lady who did um, the wicked red, the, uh, the legendary 75, which we'll talk about. It's funny that that's not even on this list because before the Genesis, there was the legendary 75, which was, I was trying to make my Kirk version of the nightmare and I changed way too much and I should have never done that. But fast forward, we're talking about the Genesis, but she did the legendary 75. She did a lot of countless other things for me. And she had a friend that was looking for work. His name was Brian Owens and Brian did a lot of work inside of um, Disney's uh, Magic Kingdom. Um, he's done a lot of portrait sculpting and done a lot of bronze casting for uh, Flagler College. He resculpted uh, Flagler, Flagler himself um, and created a statue of him full size. I got to see it in his shop, and the thing was like six foot tall. I mean, that was six foot tall worth of clay that he sculpted from the ground up. And so, I mean, and he and I hit it off and Amy was already working on a project for me. So she was tied up. Luke was already gone to, to Europe. He was off doing his own thing. Didn't really want to be involved in this stuff anymore just because he was, he was just done. You know, he's like, he, he had done the V he had done the JTK. He had gotten worked over, not worked over like in a bad way, just, he was burnt out, like working in on anything Kirk wise. So he was done. So Brian really wanted to take a shot. And I'm like, at that time I was talking to Frankie Spradlin and he's like, well, if this guy's a portrait sculptor, go with it. Because there's one reason why Nick Nikos is so good is because he's a portrait sculptor. I think if you've got a portrait sculptor, this is going to take your 9899 and put it exactly where you want it, which is up there on the nightmare level, which is what I was trying to achieve. So 
um, he took he took the project and it's on another lineage chart that's that's actually the Genesis V1, not a V2 that the lineage chart later on shows. But this particular one is a picture of the V3. So the V1 came out looking like I, I don't even know. It's it's hard to describe. Somebody on one of the lineage charts later on that we'll discuss pointed out that it was a it was a nightmare shat hybrid or something like that. I, I forget exactly what it was. I know AHG at one time said it 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 reminded him a little bit of the shat, probably because of the buggy Kirk eyes. But uh, he said, other than that, you know, it, it looks like its own mask. And, it, you know, it, it really, the V1 really wasn't very good, the V1 Genesis. So I decided to, myself, put, it, put the 98, 99 back in clay and go for the V2. The V2 was better, but it wasn't there. And then... Um, that was in 2014 when everything happened on that, that I've covered in different podcasts when the hobby close friends of mine were really starting to just lambast me, you know, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I shelved that project because I just couldn't look at it because it, it, it made me think of a very unpleasant time. So at that point I still wanted to do something with it. Cause not only did I pay Brian, um, almost two grand to produce a mass that I was not producing. Then I turned around and did the, did the version two and then didn't do anything with it really. So now I'm like, I really want to see this thing with its own fingerprints, with its own, with its own story and not have any problems whatsoever. So I took, cause I still had the silicone mold. That's when I was starting to mold things in silicone mother mold wise. Um, I still had the silicone mold of the V2. So I just re-poured that, which I have pictures of that, by the way, and have all my conversations with Amy to prove it and back it up. She took uh, my V2 that came straight from the 98.99. And when she got it, she was not really well-versed on, all right, well, I've done a couple of the Kirks for you. I don't really see what the difference is. And so what I did was, is I took um, my Nightmare Master and I sat it on her table. I said, I want it to get as close to this as you can possibly get without it being this. So please take care of it. I'm going to leave it here. You can look off of it. And that's exactly what she did. And that picture that we're looking at here is the V3. They're saying that it's a Nightmare 98 Shat. Well, you know what? The reason it looks similar to a Nightmare is because she sculpted it to look that way. It's still very far from a Nightmare. And I think if you and I are being honest with each other, It doesn't look like a nightmare. It shares some of its similarities in certain areas, but it's a completely different mask. I definitely agree. I mean, the mouth doesn't look like a nightmare. The the V brow, the cheeks, the nose doesn't look like a nightmare. The ears are 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 still the V two ears, which is the ninety eight ninety nine ears. So it's just funny and (laughs) total bullshit on that. So. We'll backtrack down to the um, the vertical one that's going down now. Yeah, we'll talk about the the Night Owl Nightmare Man seventy eight second attempt. Mm-hmm. Now, what 
what was different about this one as opposed to his first attempt? Well, if you look up at the first attempt, uh, those were just clayed up eyes. Justin was never happy with that. That's why he sold that to MMP in the first place. But he kept his silicone mold of that first attempt and he put it back in clay um, from the Kirkus 75. And instead of trying to clay up the eyes and just do a conversion mask, he sculpted eyes into basically into the Billy Kirkus casting which ended up becoming the nightmare man 78. So all, all the nightmare man 78 is, and I'm not downplaying it. I still thought it holds its place in history. So that's me putting them over. Um, all that is though, is a Billy Kirkus 75 Kirk with better eye cuts. And of course, you know, to me, it doesn't look much like the first attempt nightmare at all. I but agree. So there's probably some reshaping and, and better eye cuts carved in. Okay. So let me just ask you this. The, the, the four stamp, was that a, was that a first attempt or was that a second? Oh, that was, it was a second, but you know, all the four stamp was, was just, he put a couple extra stamps on there to get more money out of them for, mm -hmm. for, for an early run. Artists do that shit all the time. I mean, look, I'm tattling on myself. You know, I saw an opportunity to do a limited edition. It's kind of like his limited edition without calling it a limited edition. I did the same thing with my mayhem when I teamed up with Daniel Ferens. We did a run of 10 and that was it. Yeah. It's the same, same thing with Ken Hartland. He just did one and you own one of them. You know, there's only going to be X amount made. So get them while, while they're here. By the way, they're three times the price than the regular version is going to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, because um, I just know the four stamp seems to be the, you know, uh, you, they go for crazy amounts of money. You see them go for, you know, three to, you know, several, even more than that, $3,000 plus. And I just always wondered what the difference was between them and, you know, their standard Nightmare Man masks. Well, I've always loved this, uh, and you've probably seen this from Kaizu, where Kaizu's like, well, on the four stamp also, yes, it's the same mess, but Justin took his time on those. I'm like, so what you're saying is if I pay $350, he's going to send me a shit job. <laughs> but if I pay three grand, he's going he's gonna to knock it out of the park. Okay, well, good, good way to put your boy over there and make him look good. Good job, Kaizu. Congratulations. <laughs> so now he... We'll just finish this arc. He retools it, releases the Psycho. Um, the Psycho, I wouldn't say, is necessarily like a, a super accurate sculpt. Do you think he was trying to make more accurate or just kind of trying to do his own thing with it? I, I don't know because until – and maybe I'm not the first one, so I'm not going to try to toot my own horn, but I know that when I started blowing the horn of all the Psycho is is a retooled nightmare and – people kept swearing, no, it's Justin's original first sculpt that he sculpted beside the Nightmare Man 78, which Kaizu has said, by the way, and I have proof of that, um, where he was defending this. And then it wasn't until later on when people started really, instead of, instead of just glossing over what I was saying, they were actually, and taking it as I was trying to shit on him, they looked at, and, and again, I wasn't shitting on him. I was just pointing out, I was like, okay, if that's an original sculpt, um, my Nemlock is an original sculpt, you know, it, come on, you know, it, it's, you can look at it. If you go up, I mean, does it look good? Sure. But you know what? Here's, here's what I have to say. Changing eyebrows 
on a mask does not make it an original sculpt. Here's my point. You actually, if you want to get technical, if you want to get technical, he actually made the psycho look worse. And, and if people are driving, they're probably driving off the road hearing that if they're a night, night owl supporter. I'm going to explain my theory, and you can give your own opinion after that because I, I know I've been talking a lot. But you had a 75 Kirk as a source. The Nightmare Man 78 was essentially that same 75 Kirk with better eye cuts put in. Okay, why did you need to make another one? Ego, maybe? Because if you already have the 75 Kirk eyebrows, the 75 Kirk V-brow, the 75 Kirk nose, the lips, the cheeks, the, the jawline, etc. Why did you resculpt the eyebrows on it? You had the 75 Kirk eyebrows already. Why did you resculpt them? No, I, I agree because I always thought the psycho wasn't as accurate and it's because he drifted more from, you know, the source material, which was, you know, as good as you can get. Exactly. And, and, I, and I'm sorry, the, the eye cuts of the psycho are atrocious. Yeah, I'm not a fan of any Night Owl uh, icon, you know. But, all right, so we'll go back up to the <laughs> <laughs> to the second attempt, which branches off to the H30 Pro NM78 recast releases the Psychotic. Do you know the story behind that? Um, I Listen, I know Gary monger h3o production i know where we just mentioned a gary two different gary's uh h3o gary and mmp gary two different gary's but h3o gary um not not a bad guy um but all of his masks came from his his problems with other people in the hobby and i know this because i was a moderator on his forum at the time like his um his original thorned mask was a recasted ghastly productions. Cause he was pissed at Tommy Pickering. His, um, his five was, um, was a recasted SSN because he was pissed at Sean. His thorned limited edition was his attempt to get back at Terry. Cause he and Terry had beef and he's basically the, the CGP V2 is the thorned LE um, or raining red. I should say is the thorned LE version. Um, there's not many of those out there, but they look, they look horrible. Mm. So I don't, I never heard him say a bad word about Justin. I, I know that they weren't friends per se, which I can't see them ever getting along. But the one thing that stands out to me that now in this picture, nobody's going to be able to see it, and you're not even going to be able to see it. But I know Gary has said many, many times, and this is how I knew, this is how he picked up on he was recasting stuff, which, by the way, he never told me he did. It's just when he said this, I'm like, okay. He said to me, because I was like, I was starting to make two-piece molds, and I said, Gary, I need your help making two-piece molds. You know, you've done the the thorn sculpt, you've done the, the seven sculpt, you've done the, this sculpt. I need to know how to make a two piece mold. And he's like, I've never made a two piece mold. <laughs> oh, you told on yourself. Yeah. 
you you're you're recasting things. It was at that point right there, I realized that what he was cooking in that kitchen was um, not something I wanted to be closely associated with. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was heavily against that, which is another reason I get hot when people say I recast stuff because I'm heavily against it. Um, so anyway, but the one thing that will stand out on the H3O Pro Nightmare Man 78 recast, the psychotic, is if he recasted Justin's Nightmare Man 78, he did a damn good job at completely changing the eyebrows because uh, you can't see him up close. And there's not very many pictures online. So Kaizu did uh, a, a really good job disguising it to, if this is true, to really paint, if, if this is not true, but he did a really good job of disguising to fit his narrative of that everybody is a piece of shit except for Justin Mabry on this chart. But the eyebrows, I don't know how he would have done it, but the eyebrows looked like complete dog shit. And so unless he took um, a little piece of clay on this nightmare man 78 laid him over there and then sculpted him in himself and then recasted it. I just, I don't see it. I don't see the nightmare man 78 or nightmare anywhere in this thing. That's me though. Um, can I say for sure that he did it? I can't. It's definitely probable. As I said, but you also can't say that he did. Right. But I'm able to look at it down the middle and, call it like it is and say it's probable but i don't know one way or another and if he did it uh he took an already nice mask and he made it worse by re-sculpting the eyebrows on it <laughs> all right so we'll go down to the one this is the one that that gets me pretty hot is kaizu's always claimed that the db2 was a recasted nightmare man 78 <laughs> now We've done an episode on the DB2. Yeah. That's just bullshit. It is. Straight bullshit. And then what, what make and I know we're going to slide on down to the next one, but what really pissed me off is Kaizu was all over Sam McCain's nuts for years, waits till the guy passes away and then claims he's a recaster. That, that just pisses me off. That, yeah, that's that's like actually kind of like disgusting. It is, but yet everybody praises him and, and and is afraid of Kaizu because he's a moderator and administrator on MMNet, which several people have told me. And if people are still tuned in at this point, I don't even know. But <laughs> several people have told me they're like, "Oh, well, the only reason I'm on there is that's the biggest uh, Myers collecting mask place in the entire world," and I'm going. There's 2,000 groups out there, and the same members are in all of those same groups. If you just quit fucking posting on there just because it says Michael Myers on there and go show your support and love for these other groups, these assholes will never feel empowered to feel like they have to treat people this way. And they can sit around in their own little circle jerk and continue jerking each other off, but us as collectors should not have to be able to have lies spread about us and shit dictated to us and have us living in fear for it. That's, that's horseshit. Well, unfortunately all the other alternative groups, you know, there was 
there was the shape of Halloween, which looked promising, but then kind of fizzed out. Um, yeah, like you said, there, people just aren't posting in those other groups. You're lucky to get a post a day in those ones, whereas MyersNet, you're looking at, you know, sometimes like 100 posts a day. Yeah, but let's look at it. It's the same 30 people posted 100 times a day. Well, And those yeah. are all the assholes. I would have said that <laughs> a year ago, but now you're looking at it with how many people tots has really started to bring in, especially with the new movie brought in so many other people. Now it's like a paradigm shift to just everyone collecting tots is now the, the thing to do and just getting them rehauled. And so now you're seeing like tons of people posting. It's just usually the same crap over and over and over again. Exactly. <laughs> Which if you're tied to all these groups, you probably see the, you know, notifications from 25 different groups that tell you that X person has posted, posted in this group, this group, this group, this group, this group, this group, this group. And it's all the same posts, all the same pictures. And it's like, well, which one do I go to and show support? Do I got to go to all 25 of them? So I don't think that you think that I'm only trying to be your friend in certain groups, or do I really need to post in all 25 of them just to show my love and support? You know, that's why I've narrowed myself down to just three groups. And I'm like, look, I'll support you in those three outside of that. Um, I, no offense to any of those other groups. I really don't want to be in them because all the same people that I talk to are in all the same groups that I post. in. (laughs) So anyway, moving on. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So HSS supposed recast of the DB2 bullshit, right? It is bullshit. I've seen it from um, a wad of water-based clay to finish sculpt, and there's no way that's a recast. All right, good. See, the problem that something something like this really bothers me because when newer people get into the hobby, they see this and they think it's fact. It doesn't say, you know, uh, uh, presumptuous or assumed or possible. It, it just says like, oh, this is how it went. So new people come in, they see this and they're like, oh, so the DB2 was a recast. Oh, the you know, it just says it's a recast. Like that bothers me because it's almost like, it's almost like, um, like propaganda that just brainwashes people. Yep. And look at it this way. I, I'm not sure how well you knew Sam. I, I didn't. Okay. Sam would, Sam was a sweetheart but he would motherfuck you up one side and down the other. And he, he would be pretty nasty if, if you crossed him and he was a good friend of mine. So for years, this mask came out in 2011. He started the sculpt in 2010. He, he broke ground. I've been, I was friends with him starting in 2010 when he broke ground on that project and then it came out in 2011. So from 2011 till the day he died, Kaizu did nothing but praise him and, and, and praise this mask or praise his work on it. Comment on his stuff. Never, ever once ever mentioned this, the man dies. And then this chart comes out. It's like, you are a straight fucking piece of shit. The man, you knew he was going to rip you up one side and down the other if you called him out and he was going to prove you wrong. So you wait till the man can't defend himself anymore when he's no longer here to defend himself and then you try to ruin his reputation. That's fucked up. No, that's disgusting. All right, well, we can go back down to the, after the second attempt... The large size. I actually owned one of these, the NM78, the collaboration with CGP. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I own one of these masks. Uh, now, was this this was just a limited thing that they did together in a in in tandem? Yeah, yeah. That's that's all it was, and that's where a lot of people spread the rumor that Justin started that that's where Terry recasted the Nightmare Man '78, and it's like. I think I covered this the last time you and I did an episode uh, when we did the Warlock episode, actually. I think I said this. I know for a fact that Justin is willing to share molds with people he's close with until you start to outsell him or outshine him and people are talking about them versus him. Um, And then he decides to start the smear campaign. And do I think... Again, I don't know. It's one of the situations. I'm not there. wasn't part of the transaction. But I know Terry had the molds there in-house. In, in Is it out of the realm of possibilities that Terry was paying Justin under the table to be able to start the Warlock project with Justin's blessing? Then we all know the Warlock blew up big time. Nobody was talking about the Psycho or the Nightmare Man 78 anymore. Is it out of the realm of possibilities that that was Justin's attempt after he realized what had just happened for him to go out on a smear campaign so that people would get back to buying back from him? Is it out of the realm of possibilities? Uh, Absolutely not. You know, directs the tension back to, you know, Oh, look at me and my mask. It had to have come from me because it was exactly stolen. Right. It was stole. It was my stolen mask that he stole it from. Let's be a martyr again. It's it's the nightmare all over again. Well, so they claim that pretty much all of CGP is stemmed from the nightmare man. Um, yeah. Do you, think, do you think any of those came from potentially recasting it? Sure. It, it, it's definitely in the realm of possibilities, and this is why I say it. The Nightmare Man 78 was is essentially a retooled Billy Kirkus 75. Is it out of the realm of possibilities when you're in a partnership with somebody? Look, look at it this way. And, and this is me coming out again and just being straight up and an and open book. Rick and I did a co-collab project with the DIY. I asked Rick point blank, hey, do you mind if I keep uh, – since I'm splitting this with you, do you mind if I put this thing back in clay and retool it and make my own mask from it? And he said, no. Is it out of the room of possibility since they were raking hand over fist when he was producing the Nightmare Man 78s from Justin for that sort of situation to happen and then a partnership under the table that cash is being exchanged where Justin gave him permission to do it and then later reneged on the on the deal. I see that more of a possibility than Terry just straight up recasting it from him. Hmm. Well, um, then it goes from since they just pretty much have CGP's assortment listed under the uh, under the their collaboration. Um, it goes to the WMP retool that led to the Nemlock. Um, do you want to touch on that at all? Yeah, I bought the Nemesis. Um, from uh he was a mod on mmnet darren jones um he went by stranger at home he had a nemesis master that he bought directly from cgp um during this time um keep in mind i was doing transactions with terry and with Cripco. i asked i asked them both point blank 
Is this a legit master? Yep, so I sold it to Darren. Okay, great, I'll buy it. So when I bought it and then I discovered um, by this point, which it says WMP recast the CGP warlock picture unavailable. Why? Because there's no proof. <laughs> First of all, I didn't recast shit. I'll get on, I'll get into that in a moment. But when I, when I emailed Joe and Dusty about the nemesis, they said it was free and clear. Boom. Okay. I bought it. Then I didn't really do much with it because I knew I had, I had a couple other things coming. I had the raining red going on at the time. I had the untamed going on at the time. Um, I was working a deal with Gary Phillips, MMP to get the original nightmare. Um, but at this point I was just kind of collecting molds. You know, I really wasn't super active and this is at a time when Terry's name was shit, but I always said, you know, the nemesis makes a great age too. I'll come out with the, with the nemesis at the same time I bought the nemesis and I bought the raining red. I was dealing with Joe and Dusty at Cripco. This is when Trankus um, came down on everybody when Brian Raymond, Halloween flash, which was Sean Clark's buddy from way back in the day was working for Trankus international pictures. And he, and he on his own without Malik Akkad's uh, blessing was going around giving indie artists a hard time, namely Sam McCain, which is how Sam McCain and I got, got, um, got in contact Mm. Um, but anyway, at this point, Cripco really wasn't doing much. They reached out because at this point, everybody thought that the hobby was going to shit. They reached out to me and said, Hey, would you like to buy this production mold of the warlock? I said, yes, I bought it. I got it in, looked at the nemesis and looked at the warlock side by side and said, huh, they're exactly the same. And then I, and then I took a look at the start eight seventy eight, and I said, that's the nemesis with Kirk eyes in it. The boogeyman mass version is just, it's basically, it's a nemesis with Kirk eyes in it. Mm. Um, but a couple months later, Terry, like keep in mind, I spent $1,500 on this warlock. Terry comes back. Joe and Dusty go out and make a public post saying anybody that is going around trying to sell warlocks um, look at that as a recast because all the original masters went back to Terry. Huh. I got pissed. I was outside of my 45 day window at that time. Now it's 90 days. Back then it was 45. Uh -huh. I was outside of my 45 days. I was fucked. $1,500 down the drain. Keep in mind, I just started going full time. So instead of having the battle the night stalker because I bought it from MMP instead of having to battle that and battle the warlock. I reached out to Terry and I said, look, I'm not going to try to fight you on this. This is bullshit. I did buy it, but I'm going to, but I'm going to hang it up and I'm not going to do anything with it. And I didn't a couple months later, I took the nemesis and I reached out to Terry and said, Terry, so I want to let you know what I'm going to do. And just so that there's no confusion and I will send you project progress pictures as I do it. My wife took the urethane master copy and uh, some Chavant clay and she stretched it out, reshaped the eye cuts, added the little warlock bump inside the, inside the, the, the right proper eye, 
next to the nose that the that has that on the warlock, which is I always looked at that as like a stuffing type thing with warlock's head in it. Mm-hmm. And we made our own version, and it was half half of a nemesis. And we said, well, since the warlock comes from the nemesis, we'll just go ahead and call it a nemlock because we were trying to recreate the warlock anyway. But this whole WMP recast the CGP warlock, that's horseshit. I just love the picture unavailable. Exactly. Why? Because I never produced it. (laughs) It, That's literally just there just to be like a barb. That's literally all all that serves as. Yeah, let, let me let me push my my agenda or or my narrative further to to prove that this guy's a is a recaster. Yeah, that's and it's fun. not true. No. <laughs> that's just like you could just tell it's just purely there just to be petty. Yeah. Um, all right. So then CGP authorizes NCS, an affordable version that births the Red October. Um. And then their their Captain October masks. Uh, do you have any background on that? Or I, I know that that deal went down. But again, I mean, if you're looking at you know it being on a lineage recast chart, uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's pretty, it's the the far. the uncle's already on there, so any derivative of it. Why does that have to be on here when NCS isn't even in business? Why do you gotta Why do you gotta run their fucking name through the mud? Why? Just because you're a dick and it's not Justin Mabry who started all of this shit. So your entire lineage chart, if you're mad, it all stems from Don Post and he ripped off Don Post, which allowed other artists to rip him off too. If that's the case. That's pretty much the moral of the story. Yeah. <laughs> Poor shit. All right. So that, that's it for that chart. 